Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. Spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Well, 
I have to ask you, can you feel it? And I want to ask you also, uh, I always like to start off by asking my guests a little bit about their background. So why don't I start with you, Darren, as to where you were born and how did you get introduced to the crazy business of show business? I think it's always been in my blood, Deirdre. But, you know, I always, when I was younger, I always had a fascination with recording and making uh, things sound better. And I remember earlier in, in my early days, I think my father had a lot of tape recorders, and I would take one tape recorder and take an instrumental and sing over it, and I'd play that back on another tape recorder and record it in an overdub. So I always was layering and stacking vocals and figuring out how to record until I went to school for it in the mid-'80s. And then in 87, I got with Jam On Productions, who did the hit song Jam On It and Wiki Wiki, Wiki Push the Button, uh, Destination Earth, and many other hits, uh, which led to numerous other things through TV. Uh, I did uh, national television with uh, Dance Party USA and One House Street. And then in the early 90s, I created my own record company with a friend, Keith Davis, and we started the group you know as The Roots and also a local Philadelphia rapper named Bahamadia. Uh, in 91, I mean, well, no, I'm not 90, about 92, Rennie Harris, who was part of my singing group and also with IQ Records, started his own dance company, Rennie Harris Pure Movement, which I became the executive, executive director, and I also was his co-collaborator, creating all the music and the lighting and the video work for the show. Uh, and that led to 10 years of continuous touring, uh, which led to uh, working with Maurice Hines, Judith Jamison, Robert Battle, and many, many more. And I worked with a lot of people prior to that, recording artists in the industry. So it's been a plethora of uh, entertainment industry, and they call it, it is show business, but it's also a business, for sure. Definitely. I understand you're also a Bessie Award winner. Tell me about that. Yes, while I was with Rennie Harris Pure Movement, we created a spectacular called Roman Jewels, which was a hip-hop version of Romeo and Juliet. And this thing took off like wildfire. It was dialogue. We had three DJs. It was a dance. It was like a play, but it was more of a dance spectacular. And we went all around the world, and we were noticed by the New York Bessie Committee, which is like the Grammy Award for a theater. But the difference between a Grammy and a Bessie is you get a monetary award. I won a, a, a Bessie Award for the sound design and the composition for Roman Jewels from the Bessie Committee in 2001. Fantastic. Well, I want to ask you the same question, Anonymous. Hey, well, me. How uh, did you get started? I, uh, well, I was born in the 80s, so, you know, hip-hop around the time when hip-hop was discovered and stuff like that. So I guess you could pretty much say it was naturally in my blood being a Bronx native or whatnot. And um, I discovered the talent I had around, like, 94, 95. I was about, like, nine years old. And uh, my brother, he had uh, played a cassette tape for me of one of the pioneers of the beatboxing named Dougie Fresh. And um, he just went and he put me to the test. He was like, look. This guy's doing this with his vocals, like he's beatboxing, and can you do this? And I was like, yeah. So, you know, when you're a kid, you have this imagination where you can do whatever it is you feel you put your mind to. And that's how it should always be with life in general. But, you know, as a kid, it's a little bit more so. So me not intentionally knowing I can mimic the beatbox, it just came out naturally, and I just mimicked the beat, and my brother was shocked by it. Um, he took me off, 
and showed me off to the whole neighborhood and the whole town started talking about me. We had our first performance in a church on the rap about God and I was doing the beatbox and we received this amazing standing ovation where everybody was like, you know, amazed and I knew I was going to be onto something. And as the years prospered on, you know, um, I did the Apollo Showtime at the Apollo. Um, I toured with Alicia Keys. Uh After that, I was pretty much uh, mentored and uh, guided by uh, another pioneer of the beatbox named Kenny Muhammad, the human orchestra, where I was an understudy for him um, in a couple of Broadway shows. That's how I met uh, Darren Ross, and pretty much it was history from there. I started touring with other big major artists and other productions, and me and Darren remained friends ever since. Well, I noticed that you were honored by artists such as Dougie Fresh, Tyrese, Ashton Kusher, and and Chris Brown. Tell, Tell the audience how they came to honor you. Yeah, um, well, Ashton Kutcher, Chris Brown, and Swiss Beats, um, this was back when Twitter was just starting to blow up and stuff like that, and, you know, it was even harder to get more so acknowledged. You know, so people can get in contact with so many people nowadays, like via Instagram and, you know, YouTube or whatever what it is, but they actually see my videos via YouTube, and they went and they tweeted about it, like just really, really organic. They saw it. They were amazed by it because I covered – you know, um, the one I did for Chris Brown was the I Could Transform Your Beatbox remix. I did that. He saw it. He was amazed by it. He was like, got skills. Check this out. He tweeted that. Swiss Beats um, tweeted a, a beatbox video I did for Jay-Z onto the next one, which is a, a record that he produced. And he saw it, and he was amazed by it as well. And Aston Kutcher tweeted about me because I did a Michael Jackson uh, beatboxing to one of his acapellas, and he was like, check out these beats, and he was just like totally blown away by it, and it caught me by surprise that, you know, he saw it and he acknowledged it. Wow. And you also, did you mention that you work with Alicia Keys? You appeared with yeah, her? Yeah, I mentioned, uh, yep, I toured with Alicia Keys. Uh, this was back in 2002 where she had the Song in Minor uh, album, and she had already received like about like five to six Grammys, and um, she heard me, she heard about me through the talent shows I've been doing, and her manager was there to discover me, and he, his name was Jeff Robinson, and um, he took me to one of her rehearsals. He had me beatbox for her because she was hearing about me so much, so she wanted to see what it was like in person. And as soon as she heard me and when I stopped, she was like, why did you stop? Like, continue to go. Keep beatboxing. <laughs> she was so excited, and so was I. So pretty much right then and there, she just let me know, like, okay, you're coming back into rehearsals next week. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. I was, like, so overwhelmed. Well, did you mention how I know you you know you knew Darren for a while, but how how yeah. did you originally meet Darren and and uh, how did uh, well I'll ask Darren that question actually, but how did you originally meet Darren and how long have you been with the show? Well, I met Dar- Darren. When did I meet you? How long ago? I was about like fourteen years old. Uh, it's about wow. uh, let me see, two thousand three or two thousand four, somewhere yeah. there. Because yeah. what happened, I, actually, he was, a, like he said, a, his mentor was Kenny Muhammad, the Human Orchestra. And I was the musical creator and producer for the show Facing Mecca in Lenny Harris Field Movement. And we had a band where I had a vocal percussionist, I had a conga percussionist, I had a cellist, I had a tabla player, we had a DJ, and myself mixing the show in surround and also playing keyboards front of house. So we were going over to Sweden, and Kenny could not make it. And, you know, I asked Kenny, okay, I need a backup. And, you know, to me, it's like I never heard anybody do what Kenny did. So he said, I got this kid, and he's going to be good. And I said, okay, let's go in my studio. Let's cut all the parts and send them to the kid. 
and we flew the kid over. And at that time, he was so young, he came with his father. And, you know, once he arrived, I know they were jet lagged and all. I said, listen, <laughs> let me hear Funky Drummer. And then anointed went into it. And I said, let me hear. I didn't even ask him about the stuff on the show because to me, if you can do those two, you got it. So he blew me away. My jaw dropped. And I'm sitting there in Amsterdam in my hotel room like, you're hired. So he did that show. And then later on, we went to create a show called Legends of Hip Hop, which, like Anointed said, we, uh, we hired him for the board, Broadway run and also our London run uh, for like seven or eight shows in London. And, you know, it's ever since then, any production that I've been in, I've always brought Anointed aboard. And that's why he was with the Michael Jackson, because once I uh, came up with the idea of doing a Michael Jackson tribute, I call all the people normally that I'm uh, – I have worked with that want them to be in the show. And we discussed it. And, you know, of course he said, well, you know what? I think we can do something to this. And I said, okay, cool. And then I staged it and well, we put it let together. Let me ask you this. Since, Did you create a special segment for just for anointed to do the bebop? That was your idea, right? Well, to create that for, for him yeah, or that, what? Well, that's what I wanted. To, I wanted to show, see Michael Jackson. A lot of people don't know. He was a vocal percussionist. Michael Jackson. If you listen to who is it? If you listen to stranger in Moscow, and you listen to, to – that's how he would get his songs out because Michael Jackson really could not play keys per se, but he could hum, he could sing. So he would give them a little bit like – and anybody that can play, okay, that's the note. You play it, he says yes. So it's like producing but getting it out. So Michael would beatbox the rhythms because he heard them in his head, and then he would get people to program them, and you know, then he would embellish and make them better and stronger. So mm-hmm. I wanted to have a live collaboration, and at that time it was Michael Firestone because he was the only guy we knew that sounded like Michael Jackson singing live. I wanted to have interaction and then a segue. And Anointed came up with this song. He said, yo, I want to do They Don't Care About Us. And he was like, tip a tap tap And I was like, okay, that's it. So then I came up how they're going to come out and how the, you know, I put the edit together of the music where Anointed overlaps, and then he, it becomes, they're like, wow, that's the beatbox. And we've, like, changed it and tweaked it. Like, uh, I think you have a snippet of what we do now, which is Stranger in Moscow, because that was a, also a vocal percussion piece with his vocals. So that's what we do nowadays. And, you know, we, we change it. You know, him and uh, Jeffrey Perez, who's my uh, singing Michael now, they they come up with new stuff every show. And then they present it, and they'll tweak it and say little notes. But pretty much they, 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 uh, they come with great ideas, and then we just hone them and, and make them accurate and correct them. It amount in timing for the show because I, I like things to be short and sweet and neat and get out. And, you know, we work, when you work with people for a long time, you build some, a chemistry. So, you know, I can put anointed S in any production and just give them a few bloop, 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 you know, and we just can make it happen. Also, he trusts me at the soundboard. I'm one of the few sound engineers that can get them tweaked up right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a lifelong love. That's a brotherhood, and we just keep rocking out and, and enjoying and touching lives. And, you know, what he created himself, and I do want to bring this, uh, after his set, he came up with a little dialogue, and then he got with the keyboardist, and, you know, he does a thing where he tells people to put up the lighters, and he do a, a big memoriam to Michael Jackson. And that was amazing. And, you know, that's just something that he's taken the ending of, of the set to the, a whole nother level. And we just keep it in the show because you just feel this spirit of Michael Jackson weighing on you. And it's just, it's really heavy when you see the people get on there. It's like, a, I call it a standing ovation before the intermission. But it's just <laughs> an amazing yeah. moment. 
And, you know, if we don't get it, I'm like, Lloyd, what happened? But, you know, (laughs) but that moment just makes you almost feel like, wow, Michael was so proud. Well, you know, anointed is is a a central part of the show. I mean, what you created for anointed has made him one of the central parts of the show. And and his skills as a vocal percussionist are phenomenal. I have to give you that. Thank you. Anointed. I've heard you several times and you're great. That is Thank for you sure. so much. I, I was like sitting with a drummer, and he said, you're going to put him out of business. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's enough money I feel in this world for all of us to make, so we'll be happy at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's well, tell me about it. But now I want people to hear it, so I'm going to play Stranger. Awesome. That wasn't drums. That was anointed S. Now, uh, we might as well get to the meat of the show here, and that is your appearance on NJ Pack on Saturday, June 11th. Uh, June tell 11th, me about that. June 1. Oh, oh, my God. We have so much. Uh, well, I don't know how this happened. I, I leave it up in God's hands. But I pitched the idea of having a Celebrate Michael Jackson Day. And NJ Peck just was, you know, their jaw dropped. Like, wow, let's let's not, let's just not make this the seventh season premiere of Invincible, but let's have a pre-show that you know encompasses having some memorabilia. Of course, our show merchandise. Um, we'll have uh, a dress up like Michael Jackson contest. We'll have a dance like Michael Jackson contest. We'll have workshops or workshop with Michael Trapson, and we'll also have it all emceed by Lavelle Smith Jr., who was with Michael Jackson for over 23 years as his chief choreographer and core dancer. And they lost their minds. I said, let's get Nico Restaurant, which is inside NJ Pack, that get an MJ theme menu. Let's get some face painters and just have an all-out We Love Michael day before the show, which means once you come in, and, and see, Invincible just culminates the whole evening, you know, and then we have the VIP where you can do the after show meet, greet and meet all the stars, 
get it, get a professional photo and a commemorative poster that's exclusive to only the people with VIP seats or the VIP upgrade if we do offer it this year. Uh, so it's an amazing day, June 11th. Yeah, I've got with Lavelle. He's let some things out the bag from the Invincible Tour that was planned and never toured. Also, there was an HBO special for all you people around my age. If you remember, Michael was supposed to do a special called One Night Only. And I was all geared up. I was going to have, a, like, you know, back in the day we had fight parties at our house. So I was like, we're going to have a Michael Jackson party. We're going to watch it on my big screen, and we're going to just have a, we're going to rock the night away. And, you know, Michael fell ill and uh, went into the hospital. It was supposed to be at the Beacon Theater. So some of those ideas that they were working on at that time, Lavelle was allowing us to bring to the stage for the first time in Invincible this year. So this is an amazing seventh season. Of course, you've got Jeffrey Perez, who sounds like Michael Jackson. Um, he's went viral with his uh, video with Anointed S called Leave Me Alone. They'll both be in the show. Also, Pete Carter. And now adding to the fold to do some other things is Michael Trapson, who is the what if Michael Jackson was alive today? Because Michael was always an innovator. He always went to the cutting edge. So trap music is in right now, and I believe Michael would have tried to do some of that. So Michael Trapson is that what if. He does it in his own spin as the character, Michael Trapson. But again, this is only on June 11th. You can go to njpack.org or ticketmaster.com. But I prefer you go to njpack.org slash invincible. Get your tickets. This is a once-in-a-lifetime event, the only appearance of Lavelle Smith Jr. And if, if you ever watch a Michael Jackson concert, he's the only Afro-American that dances with him that you'll remember. Lavelle was with them forever. He choreographed the screen video, Ghost. He's, he was with Janet Jackson, the Diana Ross, Beyonce. I mean, you name it, Chris Brown, Usher. He's choreographed them all, and he's going to be live and in the place. So this is a Michael Jackson extravaganza you do not want to miss. And, of course, there was my main man, Anointed S, who's going to bless us again, and I know we're going to come up with some surprises that you haven't seen before. So and Harlem Gospel Live and the Invincible Band and my amazing dance team of Invincible. Well, I also want to help you out here and mention that for group sales, you can visit www.njpack.org or slash buy tickets slash group sales, or you can contact Ticketmasters at 800-745-3000, or you can visit Tisbury. Ticketmaster at www.ticketmaster.com or call the New Jersey PAC box office at 888-466-5722. And for those online folks, go to www.njpac.org. Yes. So uh, I, I guess I should ask you or if – if uh, uh, well, let me put it this way. I heard that uh, Invincible is considered the number one Michael Jackson tribute show, and even his father piped in and agreed. Tell me about that. Well, what happened was uh, the bodyguard for the Jacksons, his name is Frank Harris and Joe Jackson, saw the show. He got a DVD from me, sent it to Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson actually called me and said, man, this is the number one show I've ever seen. 
and I've seen them all. He said, you've really done it. You know, we're going to work. We're going we're gonna to try to take this thing worldwide. So he gave me that number one MJ tribute show in the world. A lot of people say, oh, well, you're not, or, or you know. Oh, hey, when if the, if the father said that you are, you said Sunsong Production put you on the Southern tour. You've been to the yes, Caribbean Sunsong. as well, correct? Yes, we've been to St. Thomas at the Reichold Center, and not many people play at the Reichold Center. And we touched lives during that show where a lady after the show said, no one had touched her uh, any better than Ray Charles who had performed there like 30 years before. And she was crying. She was like, this is amazing. I feel like I felt like Michael Jackson was live again on stage. So if you're a lover of his music, you love his videos, you, you enjoy his songs, you just enjoy the man and the moment. The moment and the time is June 11th at NJPAC. You must be there, like Michael Jackson says, got to be there. This is one of those got to be there occasions. And we need all the music lovers and fans to come out and support so we can have more events and days like this. Like this. It starts at 5 p.m. And because, the show you know, starts at 8. Invincible. Yes, the show starts at 8. So if you do miss the MJ Day celebration and you just want to see the show, there, there are tickets, again, on njpack.org. And, you know, what Deirdre said earlier, you can listen to it. And also at ticketmaster.com. And you can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com, Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson, and on Instagram, at Invincible Show. And hold on a minute. I'm going to play another song, um, Man in the Mirror. Everybody loves that. Oh, we love that. Here we go. go
also want to mention uh, if you want any bookings, if you want to leave a number, if you want to be booked for the show or your website, or you want to give oh, your website yeah, yeah. information. The, the website is RossLive, R-O-S-S-L-I-V-E-E-N-T dot com. A number to reach to book the show is 267-255-4275. Or you can reach us via email at bookings at RossLiveENT dot com. Well, we've reached the end of our show. We only have a few seconds left, so I want to thank you both, uh, Ross, Darren Ross and Anointed S, for being my guests today. This is the Blake Radio. You're welcome. This is the Blake Radio <laughs> Network, Rainbow Soul. Make sure you're at NJ Pack June 11th, Saturday, June 11th, and come at 5 for the uh, Michael Jackson Day Festival. This is Deirdre Shuley, your host, thanking my, my listeners for making my topic topically yours. And we're going to end the show. I think we have one more phone on the show with that. And here we go. Walk with you off the wall. Get on down the road and beat it to the NJ back, JPAC box office. Call Ticketmaster at 800-745-3000 or the box office at 
1-800-273-5477. And this is the Topically Your Show on the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. <laughs> 